What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renition, joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, the best co-host in the business, Devin Jackson. Devin, how you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Um, Thursday, we're recording this, and, you know, it's getting closer and closer to the end of uh, college football season. So then, you know, it's going to be full-time scouting, and uh, as we both know, uh, you know, People have been going at it. There has been some shit on the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. From Panay Sewell to, uh, you know, pretty much anything else in between is somehow been the subject of conversation. So I, I, I want to touch on the, on the Panay Sewell thing first. First of all, I just want to say that it is fucking cold where I am right now. Um, it, it it feels like every Canadian stereotype, but it's act, like I think it's because our, our weather has been so bipolar. Like we'll we'll have a foot and a half of snow one day, and then two days later, I don't know what the conversion is in in, in Fahrenheit, but it'll be like ten degrees Celsius. So probably somewhere in like the mid to high forties. Actually, probably low 50s, if we're being honest. Like, it just makes no sense. So I woke up this morning. It's minus 6. So probably about 20, you know, you know, 15, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm not used to this yet. Uh, I, I am definitely built for, like, southern United States type weather. Uh, but, yeah, I just want to talk about the, um, the Panay Sewell thing quick. So I don't, what I don't understand is the idea is, well, how do we project him in, in, in three or four years? Which that is, in its essence, what scouting is. <laughs> this ain't fucking, sorry, pardon my language. I know we're, we're only like five minutes into the podcast and I've already cussed. This, get your amateur hour ass out of here. <laughs> that is what scouting is. That is why guys with low, you know, uh, you know, high floors, low ceilings, they're kind of like fifth round guys because they kind of are what they are. Here's my problem, Devin. If Panesul was the best offensive lineman when he was 18 years old in the entire country, and then he was the best offensive lineman in the country as a uh, freshman at Oregon when he was 19, and then he was the best offensive lineman in the country as a sophomore when he was 20. I doubt a year off is going to have him completely unaware of how to tie his shoelaces and put his helmet on straight. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Dumbest it's been... thing I've ever heard. It's been kind of the same argument with Micah Parsons as well as Penesul that, you I'm know... I'm saying, like, Micah Parsons isn't worthy of a top 100 pick, and I'm just like, your media credentials, hand them in, deactivate your Twitter account, because that... I, I don't understand how you can, like, turn on the tape and come away with that conclusion. Well, here's the thing. You know, people see things differently and see tape differently. But and at I the end of the that. day, yeah, but at the end of the day, man, if you're going to make these claims, you need to have, you know, reasons why. You don't need to say it and compare them to other prospects because that's it's not – like, that's part of scouting. But at the same time, you have to do your individual – evaluation on a player and you got to take the player for what he's worth not just comparing him against other linebackers 
Like you have to have context when you're saying that. And I feel like a lot of these arguments don't have context because you're like, oh, but he's not this from this year or he's not, you know, uh, he doesn't have as much experience as this linebacker. It's like take the prospect for who he is, evaluate him, and then then after you finish the evaluation, stack him up against everyone else. But don't try to say, oh, but he's raw here. He's raw in this thing. You know, on this play, he flipped over, or didn't finish the play like I get nitpicking and that's fine, but you know, final evaluations is, is where it should be. And if you don't have either of those guys in the first round, then I have serious questions about what you're seeing differently. And like I said, I expect, I, uh, respect everyone's opinions and how people view tape, but really, you know, if you're coming away with something completely different, like drastically different from most people that have that trained eye and have done this for years and years. And they're saying that they're a top five, top 10 pick. And you're saying he's not even a first rounder. You know, it, it's, you know, it's, you're really split. Nine out. out of 10 times. You're probably the one that's wrong. Yeah. Now so there are also times where you'll be right. Case in point, Marcus Davenport coming out. Everybody thought top 15, top 20, easy first round pick, right? The Saints thought he was good enough to trade two first-round picks for. I had him 97th. I had Solomon Thomas 48th, and everyone thought he was a top-five lock. I wasn't saying that he was a bad player, just they overthought him, and they did. But nine out of ten times when I've kind of bucked the trend and I've gone like, wait, I don't see it. There's something else there's yeah i'm usually the one that's wrong and like that's okay because you're you're gonna have hits you're gonna have misses everyone does but like there are a lot of times now where i just go on i'm like wait that doesn't make any sense like any sense like I said, I don't care that you have a different opinion. I don't care if someone says, you know what, he's not first round or anything like that. Like but for me, the, the guy that I I don't see this year is is Carlos Basham. Yeah, I mean that's that's very understandable. Like people are very split on him. You know, people are going to be split on trash. People are going to be split on uh, quite a few players. Russo, a lot of those uh, like you know guys that. Coming into the summer and the season, we had top 15, top 20 potentially. You know, people said, you know, Kyle Trask could have that Joe Burrow type rise, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, there's going to be prospects in this class that, like you said, that people are not going to agree on. And that's okay. You know, as long as they trust their reasoning and, you know, not just become group thinking like, okay, everyone's saying he's going to be first round. So he's going to be first round, you know. I can confidently say that Micah Parsons is first round because I watched every single snap he played last season uh, just off the basis that I watched all the Penn State games. So I knew I was looking at, uh, you know, Panay Sewell, I, I took a look at him. So, you know, and, and there's another thing, like, don't tell people like they're not watching film. You know, I saw that a lot yesterday, too, and the day before. Like, don't tell people they don't watch film. Don't tell people they haven't watched players when they could very well have. You know, so don't assume that just because your opinion, you think your opinion is right, that, you know, everyone else's doesn't matter. So that's my only thing with all this going on, like respect 
everyone's opinions and listen to their processes. You know, if they have a different process, let them go about it. But don't be an asshole, man. Don't be a douchebag about it. Period. That's all I got to say, man. Definitely. Uh, all right. It is our end of week podcast. We do this every single week or most weeks, depending on work schedule. It's been a busy week, but I still wanted to make sure we fit this in. You know, try to keep going. We're not going to have a lot of these podcasts left, Devin. Soon we're yeah. going to start having more guests on, uh, I guess at the end of the week. We'll, we'll have to, to figure that out, but it is time for a preview. But before we get to that, I just want to let the people know that today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I've actually got some Built Bar uh, merch coming in the mail today. Very excited about that. Uh, I have completely stocked up through the end of December. Uh, I have more protein bars than I know what to do with because they are that damn good. And if you want to get in on the Built Bar hype train with us, you can go ahead and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. And, you know, it helps give back to the podcast because Devin and I get a little bit off of that too. So if you want to really support the podcast and support our friends at Built Bar, use the promo code. So Devin, it is now week 14 of the college season. Oh, God, this this year has just kind of flown by and it's not fair. Why did the college football season have to fly by? All right. Why couldn't this be like June when, you know, two weeks felt like a year and a half? Very true. God, do you remember those podcasts we were doing back then? Yes. When we legit had nothing to talk about. Yeah. But still did it anyways. (laughs) I don't know how we did it, man. I honestly don't either. So, you know what? Enjoy it while it lasts here. We got a game Friday night. We got Friday night fun belt, Devin. We got number 25, Louisiana Lafayette, on the road at unranked App State. App State favored in this game by two and a half. The over-under is 52. I'm not really surprised that App State is favoring this game. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette has won a ton of close games this season, uh, so I'm not surprised by that at all. And their lone loss is to Coastal Carolina. So, you know, that kind of adds on to it. But I'm going to go with Louisiana, man. Uh, I think Trey Regis and Elijah Mitchell have a big day. Uh, Levi Lewis has not played at all the way I thought he was going to play in 2020 this season. Uh, kind of really struggle with turnovers and, and completion percentage. You know, he's just not been as sharp. So uh, I got Louisiana still winning. Um, obviously, App State, they got Zach Thomas at quarterback. You know, somebody that might be, uh, you know, a UDFA pickup come the draft time. I don't think he's draftable. Uh, and then you got, um, Sean Jolly, uh, DB, uh, over on the defensive side of things for App State. So I got Louisiana winning. I think it will be a close one. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette probably wins by three. Yeah, I'm going to pick, uh, Louisiana Lafayette in this one as well. Uh, the fact that they've got both of those running backs back means that, I mean, App State is not what we thought they were coming into the year. They're still 7-2, and two, but we kind of both thought that they were going to be the overwhelming favorites in the conference, and that has not been the case. Um, I just have a feeling that Louisiana Lafayette can get it you know, done on the road. Road games aren't as, um, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
aren't, aren't as off-putting this year because of a lack of fans or, or you know, like 30% capacity type games. Like, we're not... We're, we're not... <clears throat> I'm not put off by that when it comes to picking. Um... Oh boy, Devin! I saw this one on my listings and went, "Do I dare record this one, or do I ignore it?" And then I realized I've watched way too much Michigan State already this week, so I decided against it. Number four, Michigan State on the road at two and three. Uh, you, number four, Ohio that. State. <laughs> Fuck. You're gonna me. have you're gonna have Ohio State fans in your mentions, man. <clears throat> number four, Michigan State. What? Number maybe four, maybe like four years ago. <laughs> number four ohio state on the road at i haven't had enough coffee at two and three michigan state uh ryan day is not coaching in this one due to big 10 protocols because he did test positive for COVID 19 ohio state favored by only 24 points the over under on this game is 59 i'm gonna take ohio state to, to cover and i think ohio state probably puts up 59 points of their own probably yeah um, this could be an ass whooping well, Ohio State has to play this game. Uh, yeah, they if they, if, they if, if this gets canceled, they can't play in the conf- in the conference championship. Yep. Uh, this game or the next game against Michigan get canceled, so they have to play this one, and it could very well still get canceled this week. But obviously, Ohio State is going to win. Michigan State's win over Northwestern, nice, but you y'all ain't putting together a game like that again. No. No, okay, I, I see it this way. Ohio State started running away with Indiana, for they let them back in. Indiana blanked Michigan State. Can Michigan State put up negative points? Possibly. I, think they get, I honestly think Michigan State tops puts up 10 points. I think they have five turnovers in the game. Yeah, yeah. Michigan State is just not good. I think they just like, great, We you showed us what we already knew, that Northwestern isn't that good. Congrats. They're still our little brothers, even though we suck this season. You hate to see it, man. Number five, A&M on the road at Jordan-Hare Stadium, taking on the Auburn Tigers, who are five and three, but should be three and five. A&M favored by seven. The over-under is 49. This is Kellen Mond versus Bo Nix. This is the 2020 quarterback matchup we've all been waiting for. I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah, the most overrated quarterback matchup uh, of the season. I mean, Mond is just still very inconsistent. I know people like his tools, but dude. His game against LSU was probably one of the worst performances I've seen uh, from a quarterback that's supposedly going to get drafted this season. He's He's been a, what, three-year starter? Or is he in his fourth year of starting? I believe fourth. Yeah, he, he, he started. Sure he's good or not. He started uh, Christian Kirk's freshman season. so I mean, uh, junior season, so Oy. I don't know, man. And that was in 2017, so. Uh, yeah, I guess this would be his fourth year starting. Yeah, he, he's been around for that long, and we're still not sure if he's good. That's not a good thing. No. No, that is not. Any, anyway, A&M wins. Uh, Did they cover? Sure. Yeah. I mean. I, I think so, too. It, it's, it's A&M, man. I mean, they they couldn't even put a, away a depleted LSU team. They score one offensive touchdown. Yeah, I didn't watch that game. 
Actually, no, I did watch that game. Never mind. What am I saying? Yeah, I did watch that game. That that was not fun to watch. That was oh. not a fun watch. Next up, this is what I'm oddly excited about, and I can't quite explain why. We have number 15, Oklahoma State, on the road at 4-4 four and four TCU. Uh, do you want to know how far off Oklahoma State has fallen? They're only favored by 2.5 points. Over-under on this game is 51.5. Yeah, I mean, apparently, you know, over the last couple of weeks, they have not played great defense. No, I mean, no they have not. Not they, even a little bit. They gave up 44 last week, Texas Tech, two weeks ago, 40, well, three weeks ago, uh, no, it was two weeks ago, they gave up 41 to Oklahoma, and they gave up uh, 41 to Texas a month ago. So, I mean, the the defense isn't there anymore. Uh, to, quote our, to quote our buddy uh, Ben Solek, uh, suboptimal? Yeah, not great. Not so, great. They won't, they'll win this game. TCU's offense just isn't it. Um, and really their defense hasn't been either. I haven't heard much from Trayvon Moore or Darius Washington and, uh, Garrett Wallow. You know, those three guys I thought were gonna be, you know, potential top 100, top 200 picks, but I don't know, man. They, they've all kind of fallen off here this season. So, um, yeah, I got, I got Oklahoma State winning, uh, and I got them covering. I think they'll beat TCU by at least two touchdowns. I don't know, man. I think they'll beat them by a touchdown. I don't know if, I, if I'd go two. I think the, the over on this game definitely gets smashed because, well, I mean, the, yes, these two teams this year, Oklahoma State has had a good defense. TCU has historically had good defenses under Gary Patterson. The issue becomes that both of these defenses are kind of broken right now. So, yeah, I'm going to take the over on this one. I'm also going to take Oklahoma State. This one, according to ESPN, does not have a uh, a line, Devin. But it's number 17, North Carolina, hosting Western Carolina. I couldn't yeah, tell you, I couldn't tell line, you which, which state that's in. I know it's, it's in, in one of the Carolinas. It's in, I believe it's in North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, why don't I find out? Yeah, it's in, I, never mind, I don't know how to say that, that, that town's name. All right. Um, so the line is 49 and a half, 49 and a half. Uh, North Carolina's favored by 49 and a half. So I will say that. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, North Carolina's favored by 49 and a half. Yes. Uh, give me Western Carolina to cover because North Carolina is going to give up a lot of points because they don't have a good defense. And unless North Carolina puts up about 130 points. I got North Carolina winning and covering. Oh, okay. The matchup predictor gives Western Carolina a point two chance percent to win. <laughs> We're not seeing an App State versus a uh, Michigan type upset. Absolutely not. No, no, we are not. All right, next up. Yeah, excuse me. Next up, we have Rice. On wow, Rice has only played three games. The outbreak in Texas has been good. Atrocious. They're in Conference USA, so I'm like, wait, wait, but they're not. Oh no, they are in Conference USA. So they are playing their fourth game of the year. They're on the road at number 21 Marshall, who is playing their eighth game of the year. Yeah, Marshall hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, they had their game. It doesn't last look week. like Rice has played in a month. Yeah. 
it's it's not it's going to be a sloppy game, but I got Marshall winning, obviously. Uh, Marshall favored by oh sorry, I forgot to to finish my thought. Uh, Marshall favored by twenty three and a half. The over under is forty four and a half. Give me the over and give me Marshall covering. Give me the under, but give me Marshall covering. I think this could be like forty. Uh, I think this could be legitimately like forty one nothing. It could be. This next one, we don't exactly know where we're going with this because it's listed as one game. And if it doesn't happen, there's a fill-in game already ready for it. We have 9-1 Liberty on the road against uh, number 18, Coastal Carolina. In that case, Coastal Carolina is favored by 11 points and the over-under is 54.5. But if Liberty can't play due to COVID, Coastal Carolina gets number 13, BYU. Yeah, so How we'll are see. How we tackling this one? Uh, we gotta both? gotta preview both. Uh, if the game goes on like it's supposed to, then hopefully we'll get a good quarterback duel between uh, Grayson McCall and, and Malik Willis, and hopefully a lot of points are scored. I want like a forty-eight forty-five final. Um, but we'll see. I think it depends on Liberty's offense and if they can move the ball against Coastal Carolina. So we'll see. But um, if they can, then Coastal Carolina will probably run away with this one. Um, I'm going to pick Coastal Carolina to win, even though I really, really like Liberty. Um, I just don't know, man. I, I just don't know if I can trust them to win uh, another game on the road. You know, they beat VT this season already, but Virginia Tech has kind of fallen off the rails. Couldn't beat an NC State team uh, that, you know, is is a, is a, they're a weird team, but they're they're like a you know okay team, but they gotten the benefit of a you know somewhat lax schedule. Uh, but yeah, I would have probably Coastal Carolina winning anyway. Uh, if they play Liberty, um, we'll see what happens with that. But if they play BYU, I'm sorry, man. Uh, BYU is, is they're going to take it to Coastal Carolina. I think it's going to be still a good game and a high scoring game. Because uh, this is going to be probably the best offense that BYU plays all season, and basically like two weeks of preparation. I mean, two days of preparation uh, for the game. You know, if it is announced today, but uh, you know, if they do play BYU, I do have BYU winning in that one. And I don't know what the line would be and all that, but uh, basically, if Coastal Carolina plays Liberty, I got Coastal Carolina. But if they play BYU, I got BYU. I'm gonna say the exact same. I, I don't really have any gripping analysis on this one. Uh, this is going to be a fun game to check out regardless. I think that, wait, no, I won't get this game. I don't think I do. I think, like, ACC in my area is showing some other bullshit game. Yeah, this is a the 2 o'clock game. Never mind. Yeah, I thought this might have been, like, the, the 8th. Because they have uh, game day there, so I always just kind of assume that that's the one they finish the day with on it, uh, ESPN, and it, it's never that way. It's never no, that way. It'll be Oregon and Kyle today uh, on Saturday. Oh, no, don't make me sad. Oh, no, it's Clemson VT. That's oh, yeah, the one yeah. I get. Yeah, been, this would have been a good game if this happened earlier in the season. Yeah, it would have, and I don't think Christian Darisel is playing in this game. <laughs> He's on some uh, rest management. 
Uh, yes. Last I heard. Last Load I heard. management. Yeah, he could very easily play in this game because, again, he wants to put out good tape. But I, I think it'll be a marquee game for him to play in. I mean, Clemson got some upcoming pass rushers. Exactly. So I think he plays, honestly, but... Yeah, but... we'll, we'll, we'll preview that game in a few minutes. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. boy, I do not. Oh, my God, I didn't realize just how bad Syracuse was. They're really bad. All right, they're on the road to face Notre Dame. Notre Dame favored by 34 points. Over-under on this game is 51 and a half. Uh, Syracuse is 1-9. and nine. Let's see Notre Dame against other teams. Um, Their win came against uh, sorry against Georgia Tech. I had Notre Dame winning, but uh, I don't have them covering. You don't have them covering, eh? Uh, nobody on that Syracuse team is worth watching now that Andre Sisco is out. Uh, there are very few players on Notre Dame worth watching. Uh, That's actually drafted out. Oh, my bad. It's actually there, there, there's like Jeremiah with the Koromoa, and that's about it. Liam Eikenberg men were Ian pretty Brooks. much no, no. I am not getting excited about a seventh round quarterback. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have standards. What I mean to say oh, is Notre Dame's gonna, breaking Notre Dame news. Is going to cover it. what? What do we got? BYU Coastal Carolina is on. All right. There you got it. Breaking, Breaking news, news on the pod. On the podcast. You heard it here, I guess, technically last, because you'll be hearing this on Friday. But <laughs> All right. Let's go. Well, my pick still stands. BYU will win. Uh, BYU. But gonna... Yeah. This should, now be, this should now be moved to a nightcap game. It should. I hope they do. But they don't have anywhere to to. Well, the thing is that Coastal Carolina doesn't have major TV deal anything. So if they're going to do anything, it'd be it will have to be because of BYU, because the game's supposed to be on ESPNU. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But yeah, uh, like I said, just breaking news on. Literally, the my my Twitter timeline is just uh, news of this game. And people praising LeVar Ball. And you can tell which one I really don't care about. The latter. Um, yeah, I'm tired of LeVar Ball. Sorry to get off topic. I don't like LeVar Ball. I don't like any balls, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, back to that game. Uh, this could be Zach Wilson's final chance to uh, make a Heisman statement. I, I'm seeing a lot of He's people. He's have a pass rush coming at him, man. Yeah, you got Teron Jackson. You yeah. Know? So I'm. I mean, I'm. We're gonna get Teron Jackson versus Brady Christensen. I am mildly, I am mildly excited about the game, but at the same time, I'm scared that it may turn ugly. Dude. Because Coastal Carolina has been. Brady Christensen, those guys desperately need good tape, and they get to face off against each other. Yeah, let's hope that this ends up being a good matchup because Teron Jackson's really come on strong here in the and latter Brady half Jackson, of the season. Brady Jackson is quietly having a Christian Darrisaw type season. The problem is he's he hasn't faced anyone. Yeah, I mean, this will be a good test, but I don't think it's going to be one of those games that help catapult BYU to, no, to no, playoff, no, no. playoff implications. 
you know, but it's something. I am way more excited about that game than I was than I am about Syracuse Notre Dame. That's why we interrupted to talk more about that game. Yeah. So we're both picking Notre Dame. You have yeah. Notre Dame not covering though, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that they cover. This game would have had me way more excited if it happened six weeks ago, Devin, because we have number six Florida on the road to face two and five Tennessee. Florida favored by seventeen and a half. Jeremy Pruitt could very well be coaching for his job on Saturday. Like, he could get canned. Like, Sunday morning. Well, they don't even know who's starting that quarterback, so. Oh, God, Tennessee is a dumpster fire. Yeah, Florida's obviously going to win and cover. Uh, Tennessee's offense just ain't been good this year. Nope. They ain't been good in quite some time. They, they, They have a good running game. But, I mean, Cade Mays hasn't played well. Trey Smith has taken a bit of a step back, even though he's still doing pretty well. But, oh, it is it has just not been pretty. If, if they lose, I bet you see Trey Smith uh, opt out. Yeah. Uh, there's two games left. I, I can see him opting out. Well, uh, I, I doubt he's getting very excited to go play Vanderbilt. Like, I mean... Who would be really? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Florida. Give me the points. I'm sorry, Florida covers. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that, that Tennessee keeps us within uh, two, three scores. We'll see. What about you? I don't. I don't think they're in this game at all, ever. I think from the. I think from the start of the game, they're done. Oh, wow. Like, first quarter is going to get ugly. Oh, right. damn. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have West Virginia on the road at number nine, Iowa State. Iowa State favored by six and a half. Over under on this game is 49 and a half. Uh, give me the under because West Virginia is not exactly a, um, you know, scoring bunches type team. Uh, and give me Iowa State just barely scraping by and winning. Give me two sacks from Darius Stills, because that would look really good for the brand and just the defensive line class as a whole. That would be great. Yeah, because this have it's been one of poor. them just show up. It's poor, dude. This defensive line class fell off a cliff. I was excited about it coming into the season. I am no longer excited about it. No, it it kind of doesn't do anything for me anymore. I don't think I have any ranked in my top 40. Um, And I'm still kind of in, in progress on that one. I'm working through it. Yeah. No, I do have one. and Two, sorry. I have two of them ranked in my top 40. It's just neither of them have played this year because they opted out. Uh, Man, West Virginia's got a good defense. And Iowa State's got a pretty good defense. This is going to be a low-scoring game for sure. That's why I said under. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be close. So give me West Virginia to cover. Uh, Iowa State wins, and I don't know, the under is 49.5. This could be like a 27-24 game. Very true. Which will give put me it Iowa over, State. though. Give me, give me Iowa State, though. 
This next one is just straight up disrespectful. Number 12, Indiana on the road at Wisconsin, who is number 16. Wisconsin's favored by 14, and the over-under is 45. No Michael Penix, man. Is he really going to swing the, that 21 points? Because you figure realistically if he plays, this is a Indiana by 7? Apparently so. I mean, they don't have Peyton Ramsey this year, and uh, Jack... What's his name? Jack Tuttle. Jack Tuttle, f- former uh, highly recruited quarterback, man, four star. Almost, you know, had offers from Bama, Georgia, LSU. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm. I think they did that because they don't know what they're going to get from him. Um, and we see man, what we've what we've gotten from Graham Mertz since his game against Illinois. That hasn't been good. <laughs> yeah, but his first start was phenomenal. Yeah. First two, actually. Yeah, it was against Illinois. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know how I feel about this game. I really don't even know who I'm going to pick yet. Uh, Give me Indiana to cover. Uh, I don't care who wins. Indiana's covering 14 points. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, you know what? Give me the over and Indiana covers. Wouldn't be shocked if Indiana wins outright. I would be. I, I would not be. I don't. I think their defense will play well enough for them to win, but it's just I don't know if the offense is going to make enough plays. I don't know if Wisconsin can make enough plays. I don't trust Wisconsin's offense. You had a great game against Illinois. Congratulations. So is everyone else. You won against Michigan because you forced turnovers, and you had a great running game. But guess what? Indiana's great at stopping the running game. You know what? I'm picking Indiana to win outright. Yes, sir. Let's go. Hopefully I don't regret that. Next up, Devin, we have number 19, Iowa. That is still weird to say, given that they started 0-2. On the road at Illinois, Iowa favored by 13.5. The over-under on this one is 51 points. Give me the under, man. <laughs> like, give me give me Davion Nixon. I just I love this kid, man. Have you watched him? I have not yet, no. Oh, dude. Okay, but first outside of, all, of the pick six against Penn State, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the Penn State, the pick six, but he remember what he what he juked out uh <laughs> Sean Clifford. <laughs> Greatest thing I've seen. Um Yeah, give me Iowa. Yeah, I was going to win. Um, Illinois is just yet another disappointment, man. Um, they, we they saw just this do, coming. Yeah, I mean, they just do nothing well. They just, the, the games they win, they're not supposed to. They just get a bunch of turnovers. But the offense is just so hit and miss, man. People tried to sell me that Brandon Peters was a draftable player in the summer. Nope. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm jumping on that train. Nope. Like, oh, he has some nice tools inside. I'm That's like, a big bag of nope for me. I'm like, y'all just got to watch one game, just one, and y'all y'all know what you're going to get from him. Yeah. So, Iowa wins, man. Iowa wins, Iowa covers. We're going to kind of get through some of these next games a little faster. We're running a little long on time today. 
Number 24, Tulsa on the road at Navy. Tulsa favored by 12 over under 49 and a half. Let me get Tulsa. Let me get another pick. Uh, Zayvon Collins. Yes, sir. Future first round pick, Zayvon Collins. I would not be surprised if he snuck up in there. I mean, Dylan Dude, Moses a, has not played a well this season. Freak. He is a freak. I have Zayvon Collins sitting at 36 on my board right now. He is that good. He, he, he is that good. Um, if he were playing at Oklahoma, he, he, we'd be talking about him as like a top 15 pick. For sure. If he was um, doing this at Oklahoma, then. Yeah. But instead, he's uh, at Tulsa. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, yeah, Tulsa regardless, wins. Tulsa wins. Give me Tulsa to cover, too. Yeah. I can't tell you how excited I am, Devin, to not watch this one. This is 0-8 Vanderbilt on the road at number 8 Georgia. Georgia favored by 35. Over under on this game is 54. Georgia everything. Give them points. Give it the over. Everything. Just give them everything. Prop bet. Does Sarah Fuller kick a field goal? She'll have one opportunity. I don't think so because I honestly would would be shocked if Vanderbilt gets past the Georgia forty at any point. Well, you know, when they, once they go against some third string, they might. <laughs> give me Georgia. Give me the points. Yeah, give me Georgia to cover. Give me the over. Poor Vandy. Poor Vandy. Never know. They might have their best game of the year now that Mason is gone. Stop. I mean, you're right, but stop. <laughs> you're both correct and should stop. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. That's how it goes when players have their uh, coach. Like, you know, once the coach gets fired, players play have the, play their best game of the season next next time out. You know, they got to prove that, you know, they're a team that somebody should come and coach. You know, yeah. someone, you know kind of top tier, so maybe they go after a Billy Napier. I don't think he's going there. Jamie Chadwell, maybe. Maybe. But Speaking of which, go. plug time. Mm-hmm. Plug time. you got to plug it. Your article. Oh, yeah, the article I put out this week. Sorry, again, still waking up. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned this on the Monday podcast that I had the uh Yeah, but we're actually article. talking about Vandy. We so. actually are talking about Jamie Chadwell uh, from... from I love how you had to basically like, hey, Mike, you know that thing we're supposed to do? You should do that. <laughs> and it just went completely over my head. Uh, but yeah, guys like Jimmy Chadwell were mentioned in that article over on Blue Chip Scouting. Uh, a couple of option um, head coaches, because I think that's honestly what they need in order to be competitive. Uh, it, it's not going to mean anything in, tor- in terms of prospects, but it keeps you afloat. And you need to just not be bad. Think about what the, the option offense was for Georgia Tech for years. Bringing that to a school like Vanderbilt, you may win five, six games consistently. Moving on yeah. to the next game, we have Stanford on the road at number 22, Washington. Washington favored by 11.5. The over-under on this game is 50. You know exactly where I'm going with this because I hate Stanford with every fiber of my being. Give me Washington to cover. Give me the over I am so done with Stanford. Give me the under, but Washington will cover. 
All right. Oh, no, now I have to be sad. Now I have to be sad. <laughs> Number 23, Oregon on the road at oh, uh, California. This was, was a team. This was a team I had picked to be a competitor in, uh, like, competitive, be a contender in the Pac-12 this year, and they have done none of that, none of that at all. Uh, you, UCLA ran over us. Um, uh, Oregon State, as soon as I realized that Oregon State was going to have the ball last, I knew it was over. And uh, Washington beat us as well. I know, was it Washington? No, it wasn't Washington. UCLA. No, UCLA, Oregon State. What am I missing? Stanford. Stanford. Oh, shoot, you lost to Stanford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. They're not upsetting Oregon this, uh, this week. Um, I'm torn here, Devin, because I want to say that Cal can keep it competitive. Because, mm-hmm. like, they kept it close with, with Oregon State, who's a good team. They kept it close with, uh, with Stanford. But UCLA blew the doors off of Cal. Give me Oregon to cover the 10 points. Yeah, I got Oregon covering and winning. Um, sorry, man. <laughs> I hate COVID-19 because it robbed Cal of what would have been a good season otherwise. Number three, Clemson on the road at Virginia Tech. Clemson flavor. I've done this now three times in a row, like three separate weeks where I said that a team is flavored by. No, no, no. Clemson is favored by 22 and a half. The over-under on this game is 67. Give me Clemson. They cover. Christian Derrissaw, probably done. Justin I echo Fuente, the same things. Justin Fuente, definitely done after this. Yeah. Uh, they were 4-1. I, I echo the same thing. They were 4-1. and one. They'd be four and six after this. Yikes. Goodbye, Justin Fuente. Number one, Alabama on the road at LSU. Bama favored by 29 and a half. Over under is 67 and a half. I'm going to just say this quickly and get it over with. Alabama's going to win and cover. They're probably going to win by 30. Uh, Give me Alabama. I think LSU can cover. I don't think so. I don't know why I think LSU can cover. I just don't want us to agree on everything. I I just don't want to talk about this game any more longer than it needs to because I I will not. I refuse to watch this game. Devin, we have three games left to talk about, and then we got to get out of here because we're running long on time. We have number 10 Miami on the road at 2-7 Duke. Miami favored by 50 over under is 60. Over. I'm taking the over on points. Miami's going to cover. They're going to destroy Duke. Agreed. Big game for Quincy Roche and Jalen Phillips. Hey, big game for uh, uh, Chris Rumpf. Chris Rumpf and and Victor Demukaje. Hopefully. It's been a while. I don't know why I set this one up to record on my DVR, Devin, but I have two and five Baylor on the road at number 11, Oklahoma. 
Oh, you favored by 22. Because this is a game Oklahoma loses. Oh. Potentially. Uh, I I say in the past, like if Matt Rule is still there, but um, I got Oklahoma winning. I didn't mean to tease people, but I'm not picking Baylor to win. I mean, they can't even... They can't even score on offense, so. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry to the fighting Dave Arandas, but this is not your week. Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma covers, and they hit the over on their own because the over-under on this game is only 62 and a half. Uh, Minnesota versus Northwestern. That one was canceled. Good job. Uh, and then we have, for our last one, Devin, we have a rarity in college football. We have a Sunday night game. A Sunday nighter. Yes. We have Washington State on the road at the Coliseum to take on USC. USC favored by 13. This is Sunday at 730. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, Um, right? I got USC winning. Uh, I don't have them covering, though, but I got them winning. This is going to be a big game for Keaton Slovis, I think. I think it's going to be uh, the week where Amon Ross St. Brown finds the end zone, too. He's been he's been cooking this year, man. He has. He finds the end zone this week. USC wins. Washington State covers, though. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Good job. We, we ran through what, honestly, on paper, looks like a very lackluster week. We'll... See how it went uh, when we talk again on Monday. But until then, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, MikeH underscore Draft. You can follow me on Twitter, RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter, uh, Big Shots Pod. I forgot the at of our own podcast, so that's always a good way to close out the show. Uh, follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. That's sorry, at Blue Chip Scout uh, on Twitter, uh, BlueChipScouting.com. Devin put out a big piece on Christian Kirk this past week. It was phenomenal. Uh, I dropped my weekly uh, uh, NFL predictions article Thursday morning. There is no Thursday nighter, so nothing will have been spoiled by then. Um, use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next Built Bar purchase. Help give back to the pod. And we'll see you guys on Tuesday.